and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. I'm your host, Joseph Robertson at Conduit Coffee today, sitting with Jesse, John, and Scott on the laugh track. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Hello. Happy uh-huh. New Year. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Yes, it's uh, 2015, first show of the new year. Oh, my God. I know I'm going to say the year wrong and write it wrong many times for the next month. That's how that goes. I know, the coffees. Yeah, our... We've had some bags, <laughs> some bags roasted. 2014, January 5th, 2014. <laughs> Suddenly, all of our coffees are a year old. Yeah, it's uh, y two K one five. It is. Y2. Never mind. IDK. <laughs> um, nice. So yeah, uh, starting the new year, thought it'd be fun to just take a look forward. Maybe do a little uh, New Year's resolution type thing. Come up with uh, I, ca- I came up with the coffee resolution for the new year. You did? What is it? I did. Uh, I'm going to this year attempt to uh, consume coffee from every coffee growing region that exports. So, presuming I can get it somehow. Right. Uh, I'm certain there are regions. I'm going to say regions and not countries. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go in depth. And try and get to right. different regions in different areas. I Man, coffee from Ethiopia is pretty easy. Yeah, uh, of course. Well, I have coffee from India now. I've had that today. All right, so I can check that off the list. I'm glad we didn't do that last week. But <laughs> <laughs> there are multiple coffees from uh, Robusta's really popular yeah. there, right? Yeah. Um, oh, you're gonna enjoy that one. I'll try and get a hold of that. I don't know how it will. Uh, I'll say another one. Oh, you can um, find it. Yemeni coffee, for example. Oh, it's amazing. That uh, I have an article coming up in this month's issue. I'm really, really excited about. It. I just um, got the go-ahead from the guy who wrote it. Uh, it's a. It's actually an interview um, with a fella who um, is. He's he started a company to revive coffee in Yemen, mm-hmm. and he basically went all over Yemen for like six months. Uh, exploring coffee there and figuring out what's happening, where it's going, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And the interview is just absolutely fascinating. I was nice. riveted just re- reading through the whole thing. Um, huh? No. Um, the fellow's name is Mokhtar. 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 Okay. But uh, that'll be in the next issue. Um, I can also like it. It's uh, it's online too. I can link it to the article. But um, so so yeah, I'm. Um, I'm looking forward to trying That's as many coffees. How many do you think you're going to have? Yeah. I have no idea. 400? Nice. <laughs> That's just a right. number. I, I, I pulled that number because I imagined it's much greater than I can think right now. Um, and I don't know. I no you idea. need a spreadsheet. Yeah. I'm going to have to yep. sit down Michael and Michael Allen Smith down. to make you a spreadsheet. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Keep track of it. Michael. Michael, Michael Allen Smith. Smith. Mr. No, I, I need I coffee. Yep. Yeah. Mr. Master yeah. of the spreadsheets. Yes. Yeah. He will he will he might be coordinate, he will collaborate me. the data between the coffees you've had, your sleep cycle, and the parking <laughs> tickets or whatever neighborhood you drink <laughs> in it and put them all on a spreadsheet with a graph. That's good. So I can I can uh, have the least amount of fines while drinking coffee everywhere. Yeah. Or the uh, most. Uh, waka, so waka, waka. <laughs> least amount of fines. <laughs> Take your malconic so you don't get a parking ticket. <laughs> Thank you, folks. We're done. See you next year. That's more than one coffee a day <laughs> it for is. every day out of the year. Well, I mean, there are plenty of days where I have like 20 coffees. Really? 20 coffees? Yeah, I go well, around. We have two origins here today. Yeah. Uh, 
the El Salvador, the, the Malabar. The Malabar. Then we have blends. The blends. Right. Well, that counts. If there's something in a blend, I'll count that. Okay. It's coffee from go. that region. Guatemala, Sumatra, Brazil. I could even cheat and have coffee from Thailand because I still have a bit left for my trip. That's just go. been sitting in the back of my... We might have a couple, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try not to count that. So basically, we can just feed you any obscure bean that we get. I'll please Are you going to do Kopi Luwak? Huh? No. Oh. I said coffee from regions, not necessarily types. Okay. And I don't want to support... Nice distinction there. Yeah, well, I don't really want to support that process. That's another episode. That is. Well, that's a... Yeah. It's a book. We're going to take a note on a future episode. Okay. Geopolitical, poop coffee, future episode. Geopolitical coffee and poop and coffee. Poop and coffee. So, uh, how about you guys? Uh, New Year's resolution to get, come up with anything? Huh? Yeah, mine's simple. I'm really busy right here. I don't have a lot of time to, you know, drink 75 different coffees a day from obscure growing regions. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I think a more realistic resolution we have, or I have, is to go explore more cafes and roasteries and see what else is going on in the in mm-hmm. the you know, Seattle area and the region and take the opportunities we have to really sample a lot of coffees. Um, we learn a lot. They're good friends and just trying to get out there more and do that <laughs> to be serious. Any, any, um, uh, would you consider that a business related resolution? Cause I have some definitely on taxes. It's business an business yeah. Year, it's uh, <laughs> depends if I'm talking to the IRS. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's business in the sense that we learn a lot by comparing coffees with people. You know, seeing what other roasters are up to is it's huge. I mean, it's 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 so important for everybody to do that. Um, it's definitely a personal thing because I really like what I'm doing and I enjoy it and finding other enjoyable coffees. Um, so I guess another resolution would be to keep enjoying the stuff and not be bogged down. Bogged down the beans. John? Hi, uh... I plan on uh, increasing my vocabulary as far as coffee-related products. I've been working a lot with the Flavor Wheel. Uh, meeting Courtney Kearns was very uh, instrumental in me realizing how much I need to learn more about coffees. And, you know, we have a fair amount of coffees coming through the roastery, but there's a lot of coffees out there. And being able to profile everybody's coffee. and uh, It's really challenging to... It consistently is. come up yeah. with a very clear and cons- concise description of and, what you and have. timing and everything has to do with it. You know, like the Guatemalan from yesterday tastes a lot different than the Guatemalan from two weeks ago. <clears throat> um, so being able to cup that and see what the difference is. I'd like to stay yeah. up to date with it. I'd like to feel that what I'm doing in the industry is where everybody else is, that it's at par. I don't want to slip too far behind. By You're not neglecting. slipping behind, John. <laughs> Everybody give John a round of applause. Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right. So Courtney Kern level. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we all hope to be. Yes. Yeah. Aspirations. Yeah. Well, perspirations. He could, yeah. he could be a, <laughs> in in our collectible card set. He can be a special gold card. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very. I just rare. want to be a Joker card in it. Yeah. Already done. You already okay. are. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, so well, aside from uh, ah, coffee related, the laugh track. Laugh track. You're not supposed to talk. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> now we all get to laugh at you. Ah. <laughs> um, but for the new year, I'm gonna try to really dial in my uh, home brewing using a couple new new tools like uh, scale and burr grinder. Just Very nice. to, um, Yeah, really. 
just get things dialed in and extra tasty and try to make it as good as it is here at the studio. So, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're happy to help with that. I don't know why we didn't think about asking the studio audience. Are you, studio, are you still, um, studio audience. Do you have the grinder yet, or is that what you were? You nah, were Jesse about and I are here? working on acquiring a few gotcha. Ario hand grinders. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're very interested in the hand grinders. <clears throat> yeah, both uh, because they're you can dial them in and they're nice, but um, I love, I love for camping grinders. and getting out using the boat and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, also, the power outage—it's terrible to have nice coffee and it's also know, not gas heaters. Loud. Yeah, exactly. And Easier then, to clean. No ground coffee—it's a bad spot to be. That is a bad spot to be. Yeah. So I really like the poor legs. I mean, Harry was, nice. was nice. I it's used fine. that for a couple of years. It's a good deal. For what yeah. it is, it's a good deal. Um, I was looking I'm at sure doing a comparison actually between the Hario Mini and the no, it's the Hario Slim. Yeah. And the Porlex Mini, because I think the Porlex grinds a lot faster. Hmm. Uh, this just might be some odd perception of mine, but uh, I'm going to do a side by side comparison. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, because I think. I have this feeling that the Porlex is grinding a, or a greater volume with each time around, you know. What um, should people be looking at for a price on a hand grinder? Hand grinder. I mean, it, Anywhere from be, like, you know, as low as maybe $25 on Amazon or something yeah. like that for, you know, and up to Porlex, which are pretty pricey in a way. I mean, $50, $60. No, the Mini was almost the same as the Slim. Okay. It was like $30 for the Mini. Wow. Yeah, the, the Mini's awesome. The Porlex Mini's awesome because it fits in the back of an AeroPress. Yeah. So for <laughs> compactness. You're really only grinding enough for, for one cup unless you do two batches, right. which I tend to do in the Chemex, and that doesn't bother me now. Right. Because you can fit, for like a medium roast, keeping in mind that the darker it goes, the more space it takes up. A medium roast, you fit about 24 grams in there with a cap securely on. <laughs> so. Nice. Point of interest. <laughs> I need 30 grams, though. Uh, a new recipe. <laughs> uh, I know. I, I, I have a six-cup Chemex. Mm. I put 44 to... I usually about 44 grams through there. So. Oh. And 800 grams big, of water? Two big cups. Uh, with 44, it's about 650. I'm doing a 15 to 1. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, I've been tinkering with that. Yeah. I got the... Another uh, episode. Yeah. yeah, got the Akaya scale, tinkering with which your makes chemics. it super easy to tinker with the precise <laughs> tinker with the precise uh, water ratios. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, yeah, that is a whole another whole another thing. Uh, so aside from resolutions, what are you what are you all planning on this year? What are you getting into? We're really excited. Uh, I mean, New Year's is always kind of a transition, but it's also the days are getting longer. Seattle's been cold and dark. You know. No but, daylight. It's so, amazing how long but, it didn't take for people to... Never mind. Right. <laughs> I wait all year to complain about the weather. Yeah. Um, we, it's, uh, so we're really looking forward to it. We have some new coffees coming in at, in the next couple of weeks. We have some brand new single origins, and then we're growing into the springtime, and springtime is my most favorite season in Seattle, and we're on Lake Union here. It's absolutely gorgeous, so we're going to have a springtime blend. We have absolutely gorgeous coffee from Costa Rica coming. We haven't, we haven't decided yet. Because because mm-hmm. Winter Lake has been one of my favorite names so far. Winter Lake, we're thinking like we're thinking the uh, what were we said the Foolish Jays for John and Jesse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the working title right now. Yeah, Equinox, something like that. You know, kind of wanted to come out, but we'll see. So that's a new experiment with blends, but just super excited about the new coffee. Super excited about the weather and moving back into the gorgeous, gorgeous spring and summer here along the lake and mm-hmm. all of our parties and events. Yeah, um, super excited. 
So, <clears throat> question on um, on coffees that you're roasting. So, uh, I recall you mentioning, I think it was last week, just that you're coming, kind of coming to the end of Ethiopian coffees that you have. Yep. Um, you know that season's that season's done, but but right now is kind of the harvest in most places. I think is that right? Like yeah, in our hemisphere. Places. Yeah, I mean, kind of is. Um, so springtime, you must start to get a lot of new coffees as well. They are. Um, so a lot of um, a lot of Central American coffees are coming through. We're getting a Costa Rican coffee in March. It's being harvested as we speak, probably, and it'll be drying and it'll get shipped up here. Um, I hope. I hope in March. And Very nice. Super excited. That's so. Oh, that's Diego um, Gar- Garcia. Oh yeah, from yeah. previous issue. That's uh, right. That um, Michael wrote when he I'll, went down there last summer. I'll link to that in, mm-hmm. in the show notes. Yeah, so that's amazing. Um, Very tasty coffee. It's a fantastic relationship. Those guys are awesome, and we're going to have an exclusive coffee, or exclusive to Seattle um, with mm-hmm. one of their coffees. Excited about that. We have, uh, we've been cupping some new stuff from new importers and, and just really rocking it. We're doing, we're, the single origin scene is booming in Seattle, so it's fun. We're definitely going to rock through a bunch of coffee yeah. here. Yeah, Seattle certainly Different does coffees. have... Um, uh, you know, one of those ports where, I mean, there are importers here bringing in interesting coffee. Oh, yeah. People ask all the time why we started a coffee company in Seattle, the most competitive market in the world. Um, the reality is we have La Marzocco, you know, five-minute bike ride away, you know, North American headquarters. We have just every piece of the coffee industry mm. within a, you know, a quick little errand if we need to. So. Oh. And uh, last, uh, last or not last episode, the episode before, Fake John pointed out, uh, that um, probably one of the main reasons for the evolution of coffee being centered here, and we're kind of getting into the boring sciencey part of it, but just that the humidity and temperature of the Pacific Northwest is the like ideal level for yeah. the balance of grain coffee. Anyways, well, and the consumer <clears throat> demands. I mean, all these single origin coffees nowadays, huh? In the last few years, you see people say. It used to be, I like a dark roast. I like a medium roast. I like a blonde roast. I like a dark yeah, roast. I like a dark roast. <laughs> Nowadays, people are saying, I like Guatemalans. I like Ethiopians. I, they are, that is starting to become a thing. They, they, are, they are seeking it out, which makes the roasters seek right. it out, which means that the growers start to produce... Yeah. much more specified to what we're all looking for. We had a customer come by just before Christmas mm-hmm. and he said that he had heard that we have nice Ethiopian coffees and he came and just bought some pounds of some nice Ethiopian coffee. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, somebody we'd never met before that heard about it and mm-hmm. came by. It was kind of cool. But yeah, definitely people seeking out very specific coffees. It makes it much more interesting, I think, in a competitive market too, is that we all make great coffee. Everybody that, that we know and that we hang out with and see are making great coffees. But it's who can find that special gem in all these great coffees? Who's the next talk up, mm-hmm. talked about? Well, and then even if you all end up roasting the same coffee, everyone's doing it differently. You know, but you only yeah. find like two, maybe one coffee might, there might be two roasters in the whole city using the same coffee. And then oh, so that, it, it does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, um, certain coffees are different. You know, it was Kuma and who else? Um, and Felton ended up with um, the same coffee that we were looking at, and we went with 
Oh, the yeah. tabletop. tabletop versus... We went with Chalalectu, or we went with tabletop instead of yeah. the Chalalectu from Ethiopia. But there were still only a couple people that had the Chalalectu right. as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, but there, but you know, there were four or five roasters in the you know in our circle in the West Coast area that had it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty selective as far as a whole when it comes to it for the whole West right. Coast to have. That's true. Well, that's a concern I have when we're buying coffee. It's one of the first questions I ask, especially if it's a well-known farm, is how many other people have been buying this coffee in Seattle? You know, it's kind of an unnecessary layer of competition with our friends if we have the same coffee and there's other options. So we try not to do that too much. But it is really cool. Like, uh, Velton's had the washed, or had the the natural from the Guji region, um, and we had a washed. And so comparing those side by side, because there's a lot of similar attributes. But, you know, and we actually have similar roast profiles. but very different coffees, you know, and being able to sample that and put them side by side. Back to Sam going out and seeing what other roasters and coffee shops are up to is just seeing what people are doing because it's deep. Coffee's deep. Yes, it is. <clears throat> Do you have, um, uh, just because we're enjoying some beer from Fremont right now. Ah, oh, yes. Um, sister. Do you have any possibilities of partnership producing a coffee beer again this year yeah totally we have um we have some stuff in the works with other local breweries for mm-hmm. some select batches and then we're you know looking at another brewery for actually putting in potential nitrous coffee ice cold brew tap mm-hmm. um, we'll see about that but it's that's not exciting yeah it's not yeah. finalized yet it's gonna be a summer of cold brew right. that's i guess another another area it feels like this past summer was well this past summer kind of Gave rise to a lot of that, I think. Right. I think that kind of exploded on the scene, and especially single origin cold brew over and stuff next year. Yeah, because yeah. um, I think this summer a lot of people started picking up on the idea of oh, I can get a keg of cold brew and stick it on a tap, and that's really awesome. Yeah. Huh. Um, in a way, in a way, way you can do it. It's really awesome. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's funny to hear when people find the way that's not awesome and yeah. doesn't taste good. <laughs> oh, everybody at home listening, try um, seltzer water or any of those carbonated waters with some coffee. Oh yeah, that is a lot. That is fun. Yeah, just it try really it. Is. It's really, really good. Hmm. First of April. Yeah. On it's the first of April. On the first of April. April. Okay. It's the best. It's the best time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. So, big stuff coming this year. Um, SCAA is, of course, in Seattle again. SCAA and the host of the World Breeze Championships, yeah. which is massive. It's the so first big. time it's been in the U.S. in four or five years, I believe. Wow. Okay. It's been in Italy. It's been in Vienna. I mean, it travels worldwide. It was in Melbourne, I believe. Yeah. Um, A couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's been all over. Um, and it's going to be a host in Seattle, and it's the weekend of April 9th through the 12th. It's going to be huge. We're overwhelmed with all the possibilities of yes. what's going on. Um, but it's all going to be on live stream. All the competitions are going to be on live stream for free. So watch it. It's cool. And you plan on broadcasting live? Well, I would love to to do something with Coffee Lovers Radio at, at the show. Well, I hope so. Uh, we'll figure something out. Something. Yeah. I have some I have some plans. Nothing's concrete. So I don't want to... Don't want to give it away until it's... Yeah. yeah. No, I like things to be concrete before. Joseph will be there in booth 319. <laughs> <laughs> so come you by and what? see him. Uh, I'll buy you a beer if that is actually the booth. 
All right. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be like. Jesse. It's gonna cost me a lot more there than that go. beer for that. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody? I don't know want to make it anything of getting a booth in SEA is. It's high end of trade yeah. shows. They're making like five thousand. I don't know. I don't want to. I mean, Coffee Fest yeah. was entry level about seventeen hundred. Okay. A big booth area twenty five to three thousand. So I'm guessing uh, SEA is. It's got to be up a notch there. above that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, last year SCAA was really awesome. It's it's strange because it's it's an industry show, mm-hmm. but it feels like I don't know. It it feels like it it should be open to anyone who wants to go in and just just I I can understand why right. it is, um, but there's so much awesome coffee stuff there. Yeah. Right. Um, well, that's yeah. always the dilemma with these things. I mean, they have yeah. to make money. They wouldn't be doing it if they didn't make money. You know, yeah. We wouldn't be yeah. the host of this huge competition, but. But uh, hopefully we can bring a piece of it to anyone who wants to listen. And you can always, of course, watch the competitions. And actually, last year the competition area was open to anyone, so they did have that one, that side of it. I think anyone, you'd have to pay to get in, but I think it was open to the. Public. It was yeah. It wasn't the full two hundred seventy-five dollar trade show ticket price to get into the no, competition. It was area, like but it was ten or fifteen or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that that might be more interesting this year with the big competitions. There might be right. They might be different this year because it's so big. They might yeah. have that. Oh, oh man! <laughs> so I'm, exciting. We're all vibrating here at the studio. Nothing to do with the coffee. Um, okay, so uh, well, and then of course Coffee Fest will be presumably in the fall. In of course, in Portland again. again. Yep. Um, that was that was fun this year. Yeah. Go down there. Uh, usually, it's nice to travel to it. Yeah, usually it's been in Seattle, but yeah, it's fun to go down to Portland. And mm-hmm. Portland's got a really nice, close... Well, you get excited of seeing Obviously. everybody come up and visit you. Finally, you get to go visit them. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was odd. There were a lot of people who weren't there that who were before. But anyways, right. that's yeah. a whole other thing. But, another uh, episode. Yeah, <laughs> the one we did called this is our, wrap-up. Yeah. <laughs> this is our, our list-making episode. Of that's good, that's good. Well... So last last week uh, we didn't record. I recorded. Uh, I know you didn't listen, John, because you never listen. Oh, I listen sometimes. Only when I say good <laughs> things. Uh, That's okay. I don't. I don't listen, except all the times that I. All do. the times that you have to edit me out. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, one of our, I guess, one of our 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 resolution for the show this year, if as it were, uh, would be to have much more planned out episodes yeah uh with uh because because there have certainly been episodes last year where we just kind of threw it together no way uh, man i'm thinking all these <laughs> so uh, seriously i know it's hard to believe but, see that uh, list <laughs> <laughs> look at that chicken scratch um <laughs> but, but, uh, know what i'm doing <laughs> um but uh, i really want you know i think of course we all want this show to be yeah really awesome reach a lot of people and it's gotten some it's got some great feedback from the the small crowd of you who are listening, and we should read the customer uh, the, the the listeners' feedback and comments. You know, I want to I want to hear live feedback uh, yeah, of their comments. I want I want to hear the good things and the bad things that people have to say about this. I want to. Uh, uh, we'll see if we can if we can maybe collect right. collect that. I would collect love to do comments. like a Q and A show. How, uh, we had talked about so so yeah, getting it, this onto YouTube, right? Like posting. Uh, like doing a YouTube show. Well, the way the way I'm probably gonna do it 
Because right now, so if you're listening right now, you um, I don't know how you're listening, but you can get it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. Uh, there are probably some other aggregators well, like Stitcher Radio and iTunes the, that I can. The blog page that you have them listed, okay. the archive yeah. page, and I have listened to the episodes just there. Yeah. Just not the um, ones that I don't like. I mean, the, honestly, honestly, the best way right now, if you're listening and you aren't and you aren't doing this, is to go subscribe on iTunes yeah. and rate and review on iTunes. Just because, um, in in the long run, iTunes will be one of, if not the biggest traffic source, biggest source of people finding the show. Um, I love bad comments. I really want to read. I want to bad. Hear. Co- okay, John I, wants. I, some, I want to hear what people really think about me. And John wants some honesty. Jesse. I want to hear what they really think about Jesse. <laughs> John wants some honesty. So uh, s- send it our way. Yeah, um, please. Actually, so coffeeloversradio.com mm-hmm. actually have the domain. It points to the blog page on Coffee Lovers HQ. Which I'll be revamping a little bit, but I'll also be actually developing out the website for the show. Oh, cool. Uh, soon-ish. I don't know. I have about a million things I'm doing. Um, so at some point. So there will be some support stuff on there. But um, if you want to give us some feedback, uh, you can go to, well, just email coffeeloversmag at gmail.com. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, so you can find that on iTunes or go to coffeeloversradio.com and then I'll send you to the sort of category page where you can find the show. Um, that works for now. Uh, uh, I've come to the end of my list. Oh, predictions. Yeah. We were going to maybe bring up predictions for the year. I just thought it would be kind of fun to, to sit down and maybe think about where coffee is going to go over the next year. Anything we can predict? I got some ideas I inched down. Yeah. Um, the the one that that struck me, and this is just from my experiences this year, so I don't even know if it's going to catch, but um, a greater usage of the coffee plant as a whole. Totally. Um, so the more usage of the actual berries, the leftover berries. Um, honey is being made from coffee. Of course, we talked about that mm-hmm. both in a previous show, and I had it in the magazine. Uh, from Thailand. We have it on the shelf down there. It's yeah, delicious. It on the shelf. Um, I still have a bit left. I use it sparingly because it's all I got. Yep. But honey lasts forever, so that's good. Um, the flowers, of course, can be made into tea. Yeah. Uh, the coffee flower tea is delicious. Uh, and you can actually use the leaves. Certain bits of the leaves can be used, kind right. of like salad. The um, uh, I don't know if I talked about this on the show previously, but the um, farmer cafe owner roaster i spoke to in thailand was taking the uh, he, he said he took the top leaves of the plant so i presume these are like smaller leaves yeah the small new growth and he would put them in salad <laughs> usually with some kind of fish like tuna or something like oh, that. Nice. and he said they were sweet and citrusy yeah which is really cool because you i mean that's a that's a kind of flavor component that you get in coffee like coffee is fascinating i mean every aspect of it the, the whole plant is is absolutely amazing i mean it's the most complex seed that we do anything with but the cascara the the dried cherries um i totally agree so we're definitely going to see i mean we started seeing it last year and there's there's a push in the last couple of years with the barista tournaments to really use a lot of the coffee plant in some of their routines mm-hmm. um but as these farms are getting used to this and they've implemented some you know, other mechanisms to capture more of the plant, we're seeing it more and more. So there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of cascara cold brew that we're going to see. Um, there's going to be a lot of good summer drinks and cocktails. The whole, the whole 
corrected coffee drinks, you know, the cocktail drinks at bars and utilizing different aspects of the coffee in that regard. Um, I know we still have a great time using coffee as part of a marinade. <clears throat> and the coffee you know, culinary aspect. Yeah. The, and that's where Seattle is a total hotbed for this stuff is that <laughs> yeah. the culinary aspect. Like the trichome. <laughs> right. Those are, uh, you know, making interesting. bulletproof coffee with, you know, various types of coffee. and uh, Well, we, I mean, we can talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording this in Washington where marijuana is legal now. Yes. Um, so we can briefly mention that Those are uh, laugh track. <laughs> there are some people who are certainly combining marijuana with coffee. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's so changing. Happening. I read an article today that the, the, um, was it the chief prosecutor attorney, prosecuting attorney for Seattle? Uh, Pete Holmes is writing, he wrote a letter to the mayor suggesting that Seattle go for, Cannabis shops, um, where lounges where you, it's a membership only, um, you know, no alcohol served. And so what they're seeing with the, certainly the pattern coming out of Europe, but the pattern also that's emerging in Portland and places like this is that, you know, coffee and cannabis go really well together. You know, it's they're mm. they're they're fun and they're very like minded people um, and the culinary aspects of combining. All these things are huge. I don't want to get stuck on the cannabis. Yeah, but we don't need to go into. But the culinary aspects of coffee, as far as learning what we can do with it, you know, using various brewing techniques, um, uh, roasting techniques for for various culinary uses. Um, you know, we're really intrigued. We always make fun of white coffee because it, it's not that great tasting wise, but it smells amazing. I mean, it smells like it smells like something you would you would maybe put around bread or yeah, you know, some sort of garlic it. bread or something yeah. like that. Like it's, it's definitely there's a there's a culinary spice to it. So. You know, we're going to see a lot more of that. That's my prediction. Yeah. White coffee used to be one of my favorite things. Um, to drink? Yeah. Whoa. Uh, Stop the presses. Yeah, Stop the yeah. presses. Stop the iTunes uh, downloads. This <laughs> show is over. <laughs> this is leaving. <laughs> I'll never speak to you again. Um, no, this was uh, um, so little little cafe in the U District. We were still there. Sure shot. Yeah. yeah, they sell. That's who we got ours from. They sell white white coffee, yeah. um, and but I only ever had it with their special drinks, which are like full of sugar and flavors and that sort right. of thing, which I understand now makes sense. Uh, white coffee by itself is probably super bitter and well, it's sort of designed to not have a flavor. Have it's okay. just baked dried coffee, um, but it's mostly ground ahead of time, so it can be you know ground on a big. It was a fun thing to have. Yeah. It was different. A lot of caffeine. Yeah. You know, you get the caffeine bump without the taste of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's heartbreaking the sense that people would not like the taste of coffee when there's so much amazing flavors that have had such bad coffee their entire life that then, then they go for poorly roasted yeah. or less cared for. I feel like they've coffee. been duped into it. I, I was, right, exactly. I would say that's where I was when I had it. And that that yeah. is an accurate description. Yeah. I haven't had white coffee since. Yeah. Since your inception into good coffee? Uh, well, let's not put it that way. Oh. Let's just say that having had coffee without any kind of sweetening or alternate flavor in it um, makes those drinks a lot different. Like if I go get if I go to a cafe and get like a mocha or something, mm-hmm. it's going to be so sweet I'm not going to be able to handle it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. For the most part. It's interesting to try that. Yeah. Can't wait till you come and see your shop. Uh, yeah. Another the, episode. Kamea's? Yeah, Kamea's come. John, do you want to tell us a little bit about this, this oh, side yeah, project in Conduit? Yeah. Just break the ice right here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
We're working with a coffee company that is importing their own green coffee from farms in Hawaii. We're uh, toll roasting it here at Conduit uh, and then serving it out in the Kirkland uh, Juanita Beach area of Washington. And uh, it's my first step into Hawaiian coffees, so I am learning a lot. Mm-hmm. In addition to my uh, expansion on the flavor profiling of coffees, uh, you, lear- you learn that there's not a lot of... Um, it's unique in its own, but when you start comparing it with coffees from different islands, there's not a big diversity. So finding those diverse coffees in such a small area um, is really exciting so far. Uh, we can't wait to have you out there. We yeah. have a whole whole bean retail aspect of it that's going out the back door via online sales, as well as... Uh, we have the front of the house, which is the, the retail end going out of the storefront. Uh, we don't make our, our mochas too sweet, I promise. <laughs> They're delicious. Taste, I've, yeah, I've had yeah. some mochas mm-hmm. recently that mm-hmm. haven't really been sweet. It's they've, right. they've used like really high-quality dark chocolate. That's such a big thing, that's, too. I mean, that's a prediction I guess we can add is that we're going to see better ingredients going into these mixed drinks. Um, yeah. You know, using a high-quality, you know, majority vanilla extract with some simple syrup. Mm-hmm. And a coffee is a completely different experience than using just a vanilla flavored sweet high fructose corn syrup. You know, it behaves better with a coffee. It mixes with the milk better. It has more aromatics. It tastes better. That's also a whole other show. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just add to the list. Add to the list. Um, Stuff to put in coffee. Definitely looking forward to going out there. We'll have some of that in the magazine. Um, That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Look forward to exploring Hawaiian coffees. I know we we had... um, there's a particular one, a yellow. Is it the yellow bourbon that you had here, something like that? The yellow Katui. Katui, yeah. sorry. I said bourbon. Katui. The yellow Katui. Um, it's like a month or two ago. Yeah, it was early December. I tasted it, it on, was on the table, probably. and I was blown away. Mostly because, it, A, it was delicious, and then you said it was from Hawaii, and I was like, what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Low altitude and still getting those uh, unique, acid, like, fruity acidity in it. Right, nice little uh, floral, just delicate. You can see that those flavors are subject to the land where they're grown mm-hmm. at. You're getting flavors of papaya and macadamia nut. Uh, that sounds amazing. What's, you know, I look forward to it. What's yeah. really cool about Hawaii, I mean, you can say what you will about just the lack of depth in the whole coffee industry coming out of Hawaii. I mean, it's it's they're all very chocolatey and they're kind of interesting like that. But, I mean, it's it's the only place in America that's grown, that's growing coffee and exporting coffee. In that kind of that kind of capacity, and so we also have not only do you have the labor, American labor market, but you have USDA agricultural labs analyzing the soil and being hands on and reporting the stuff as public agencies and very familiar formats. And we're learning so much about coffee mm-hmm. from them, and it's it's very open in that way. So it's you know that that industry is going <clears> to <throat> keep improving as specialty coffee rediscovers Hawaiian. It's expensive. Yeah, don't get us wrong. It's expensive, very but, exciting. Um, so and it's not going to go down with. The, the lack of land and no. the increase. I mean, as, as more people in the continental United States can get their hand on the green coffee and with the explosion of light roast and um, like selective roasting of coffee, you're going to see those prices probably go up even more. Mm-hmm. If you want to say a prediction towards Hawaiian coffee, if 
It's the only coffee in the United States. I know California has been trying, and they're not they're not getting anything. I think it's special. just some small groups who are experimenting. Yeah. Right. Uh, yes, it's physically. Yeah, it's possible. Coffee. You have some in your apartment growing. I, do. I know yeah. it's possible to grow coffee. It looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's sarcasm. Yeah. Oh, is that how? For those of you. It's mm-hmm. not sarcasm. <laughs> That's how I normally talk. I always speak in this. This is song. my voice. <laughs> Jeez. You should know this. All right. All right. Well, it's looking to be an awesome year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we already got a list of awesome topics. Oh, uh, we're gonna that. we're gonna look for some great people to interview. Um, so you should definitely tune in each week. Please contact uh, us, guys. Yes. We have so much fun with this radio show. It's we do. silly. I mean, if you don't, we're going to keep blathering into the uh, universe, but um, it would be awesome if you, if you shut it back. I'll keep blathering into the universe yeah. if you give up. I don't care. Blathering, I'll, pretend you're, I'll pretend you're there. It's going to turn into the ravings of a lunatic. It's going to turn into the ravings of a lunatic if you don't respond. That's Coffee right. lovers lunatic radio? I might edit that out. Right now. <laughs> yeah, that's the awkward. And there's, there's the awkward, awkward pretending. I like your hat. <laughs> no, I may actually end on something. <laughs> no, I just I just want to say, uh, yeah, weekly shows we do record on Tuesday, um, and I think uh, when do they get up on the radio? It's I've been inconsistent. Can we just interrupt you? Because I need to. Um, I'm just gonna ignore you. I just need to sit down because I have to sit down and edit everything. And when you do silly things like this. Uh, it takes longer. It's hard not to make you work harder. I know. It's, it's hard not to make We really work. appreciate how much fun we have on the show with you, yeah. Joseph. I, yeah. I appreciate the New Year's resolution is to do these podcasts forever. Have more fun. <laughs> yep. We have 50 more to um, do this year. I think, I think I'll be... What I would love to do, actually, is publish them on... I want to try publishing on Monday. Because yeah. uh, I like the idea of... You kind of get this as like a fresh cup every Monday morning. Ah, because I know when I, I mean, I, I don't have a typical nine to five these days. Um, when I did, one of my favorite things on Monday was just listening to podcasts and radio shows. Yeah, on Monday, uh, just something fresh takes me out of the, you know, the sort of idea of the Monday right. into something else. And there's definitely different clientele depending on the day yeah. of the week. But so when I test out different days, but uh, you know, every week I'll be here. Eventually, we'll be live. And doing some other stuff, so yeah, that'll be great. Man, can't wait for that video. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen, John. <laughs> I know, I know. You don't want to see me. Yeah. <laughs> It'll ruin everything you know about coffee. Now we can have the awkward ending. Yeah. Okay. John said vanilla. Yep. You guys had a fake John. <laughs> <laughs>